Hey everyone, and welcome to the world's okayest entrepreneur, the podcast for the okay entrepreneur who's just kind of figuring out as they go. Today, Larissa and I are sharing a conversation we had around mental frameworks. Mental frameworks can sometimes be helpful for us in regards to making decisions in our companies or even in life in general, but there's often mindsets that we have that aren't very helpful at all. And Larissa and I kind of talk about how to push past those mindsets or even how to identify those mindsets and then move on to something more productive. So let's jump right into it. I'm very much so a learning in the doing. Yeah. You're just, and I don't think, it was interesting. I, I know you and I have talked about this a little bit, but like we recently, like my company, Lursalina, we did like this Kobe's in the leadership thing and I don't need a ton of facts to do something. And I've just like been starting to say around here a lot more is like the doing is the learning. Yeah. Like you will not know until you do. Like 100%. You can study and everything, but until you do it, you will not know it. What I mean by that is, is that you can study it, but it might be so different for you and your business or anything like that. So you could study something up, down, left, right, but until you enact it in your business, like it just might be completely different. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that's something that has I've always struggled with a little bit. It's not even the fact that like I want to do do it, mm-hmm. and like I even get I always get like right up to the line, and then I'm like ah, like. I'll do that eventually, right? Or it's like I, like I should do it, right? And then I, I kind of back away from it. It's like I get say more. Like give me an example. Well, it's even like hiring somebody, like reaching out to somebody. I finally today I've been talking about it for like two weeks, talking yeah. about like really getting into hiring somebody. And then finally this morning I was like, I'm just gonna call. Like I'm just gonna make the phone call. And a lot of times it feels so much better once I actually do it. Mm-hmm. So I did it this morning, like before on my way here. And then I, they couldn't talk at the moment, but I was like, let's set up a time to chat about this. And this is the time we're going to do it if you're available. And I think that was like, to me, that was so much easier than I had built it up in my brain of it being hard. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many of those things that I think I walk up the line to. And then once it's almost like uh, the analogy I can think about is like, well, you know, you're going to jump in the water and swim and it's going to be the best time ever. Right. But sometimes just jumping off the boat is the hard part. So, and I think the more you do it, the way better. Like, I very much so can understand that. And I think it's doing the reps of it that do make it so much easier from having had difficult, a lot of difficult conversations in the past two years, like running this business and everything like that, is because you kind of start to identify it. Right. And then you know that it's better on the other side. And I think that it's like, and Stephen Pressfield's book, The War of Art, it's not the same, but it's different. He just talks about it as the resistance. And even what you just said is like, it's the resistance. And if you push past it, it is so much better on the other side. 100%. It's always so much better. It was so funny. Like I started this summer and I do it from time to time. But sometimes I just have this, like I'll get home from my workout at 8 a.m. fully in my workout clothes. And I just have this urge to go run off my dock and hop into the lake with all of my like clothes on and everything like they're my workout clothes and everything like that uh-huh. you know in the beginning I was like people are gonna think I'm weird and then I was like there's nobody out here Lurs, except for your neighbor and like what is he gonna like he's never gonna come up to you and be like why are you doing like and even if he did I'd be like it just feels like it feels so fucking good to do it so now I just like do it and now I don't even think about it anymore but in the beginning it was like this weird resistance I don't know why I did this weird dot to dot but I did a little bit because it's like you do like I've been trying to tell people here first, like when I say here, my company, that it's the resistance is the hardest thing, but it is such bliss on the other side because you did it and it's just so much easier. Like, you know, 
Right. I think that resi- like what came to mind when you said, when you were talking about the fact that your neighbors are going to be watching you, is it reminds me of this graphic I saw recently where it says, in our minds, we think that everybody's watching us and judging us. Mm-hmm. But in reality, we're judging ourselves and everybody's judging themselves. It was like they had a spotlight that had, it was like five dots and like two of the dots were all looking at you in the center. Yeah. But they showed in the, like the visual was that actually all five dots are kind of like just looking at themselves. And even if that neighbor did see you jump off your dock, they probably were like, huh. And then, like, they're going to forget about it in three hours because it, like, happened once. I know. I have this, like, same social media tweet and our thing. It was like, oh, God, what is that guy's name? Alex Holmesley or Holmes? Hermosey. Hermosey. Like, he's kind of blown up in the past year, year and a half. You're going to get ads from him now. So I'm not even, like, if you're listening to this, like, yeah. But he was, like, it is 100%. It's, like, what you think all of these people are thinking about you. But he was, like, in reality, nobody is thinking about you. Like, it is so interesting because it is. It's, like, you're, like, oh, my God, what is everything? when I'm going to think when I do this, but nobody is thinking about it but you. And then it's like, I had to go through like a lot of hard employee things like in the past like two years that I've grown a lot from. And I like was telling a friend and I was like, if you can go to bed at the end of the night and know like you're a good, like you know, and you're like, you made a hard call, but you knew that it was a good decision and everything like that. And like, you know, like that's, you have to be okay with you at the end of the day and everything like that, you know? And so that's like, you don't need to explain yourself to all 8,000 people. And like, it's like interesting. I've been really catching myself, like stop explaining myself all of the time. Like, I'm just like, I understand why I made this decision, you know? And I don't know if that's like a good or a bad thing. It's been interesting where I've just been like, I'm going to just, I'm stopping like making all of these explanations or excuses. I'm just going to saying it and then just stopping. Right. And if somebody has a question, you can obviously address it. But at the same time, you have to build trust with the people that you're making these decisions on. And yeah, you actually, and it's not just the people around you, it's actually yourself. You have to build trust with yourself that you're making the right decision. Because I think that's what happens to me is I feel like I've made the decision. I'm about to jump off the dock. I'm about to do the thing. Mm -hmm. But then that little part of me says, the resistance comes to me and it says, are you making the right decision? Are you sure? What could happen actually is that you could hire this person, you run out of work entirely, and then you have to fire them. And that sounds hard. You don't want to do that. That's like the worst case scenario or it doesn't work out. And then like they quit. Uh, And I'm like, that's like such a bad place to get to because the alternative is much better. And I feel like we never look at the alternative that it's going to be this huge positive and that you're, you know, they're going to help grow your company with you. And I don't know what that is. I feel like it might just be this protecting mechanism that we have, but it's annoying. I mean, I think I need to go back into the, but like you and I both, but it's like the idea of like the shadow self, it's to protect you and like that. I already know the answer to this. It's like your shadow self and your shadow self is there to protect you and everything like that. And a lot of people have been talking about like bringing your shadow self along with you. Because then I think like bringing that shadow self along with you is like they're there to protect you. But like the alternative, like I very much so like I know I put on like social media is the choose your heart is like, so choose your heart is like you can choose to not hire this person and you're going to keep on hitting your capacity bandwidth and you'll never be like, I I won't say that you'll never be able to grow your company, but it is way easier to grow a company when you have people that you can delegate stuff to than when you are trying to grow a company and it's just you because you only have so much bandwidth. And if 100%, if you want to take a break and you don't have employees, stuff stops. Like it just stops because you're not doing the doing anymore. Right. The only way to get yourself out of the doing and get you more into the creating is to have people to do the doing. So you're choose your heart. You could 
100% have to maybe let this person go at some point in the future, or you keep on running into your bandwidth and capacity, and you'll never get out of that. Which hard do you want? Right. There was this mindset that I recently read in one of Dan Sullivan's books, and it was about... Which book? I think it was... Um, which one's the one? Uh, Who, Not How, mm. where he talked about viewing... When you hire somebody, think of it more as an investment, right? Yeah. And it's not like an investment, like a transactional thing. It's like a, it should be transformative mm-hmm. because we do, when we look at things transactional, where it's like it costs, like this employee costs me this, then that is going to, it basically changes your mindset from like, I'm going to invest in not only this person, but also in my business by bringing on this person. And you're investing in the person and like what you want to do with your investments is you want to grow them. So you you technically want to take care of them once they come into your company. You want them to be the best version of the person that they are. So when you look at them, not as something that's costing you money, but as something that you're investing in and growing and that they're actually going to help build your company with you. I think that was like, that really resonated with me in a way because I think so often I just look at like, what's this going to cost? Not like like what that investment's going to bring to me in the company and like what my investment in that person is going to bring to them. We've actually used it in the mastermind that I'm a part of. It's not even a mastermind. It's just like, it's four girls on a Voxer channel and everything like that. But we very much so have said like, you can look at it as what is it going to cost me? Or you can look at it as like, what does this afford me to do? Right. And I think that's a really good concept. I've been using that as well because you brought that up to me. Yeah. But then I think about the employee I did hire this summer and how at first I thought about the cost. And then I was only thinking about it like what at first I was only thinking about it from like my end, what what it was costing me. Mm-hmm. And then once I turned it into like, what was it, what the investment was doing for me, but also what the investment was doing for that person. And then going back and seeing how much they had grown within the position that I'd give them and the job that I'd given them and to see the progress that they had made even as a person, I was like, this isn't just, this isn't just something that like, like having an employee isn't just like an expense you have. It's not just somebody who's doing the work. Like you want them to grow because, and, and at the same time, I looked back at like, by having this employee, what did it do for me? Is it, it helped me get ahead. It helped me grow. It helped find areas that I needed to improve on and myself in order to be a better leader. And I think that that to me is like, that's kind of a beautiful thing, but I would not have discovered it had I not jumped off the dock. Yeah. And I think there was so many moments where I was just like, maybe I shouldn't be doing this, but just pushing through and doing it, I think ended up good results came of it in the end. Those hires, like in the beginning, it is such a hurdle. And I think that's, I can acknowledge that hurdle because it is, is like, I'm taking on this expense that I've never had before, but like what it will afford you to do is so great. And if you keep doing it, the reps become so much easier. Like the training becomes easier. You start seeing the options of like what you get to offboard and you don't have to do anymore. And that feels like, oh, that's a lift. That is like it. It's great. Like, I mean, there's stuff I don't have to do. In my, I don't, there's stuff I don't even know how to do in my company now. Like, I mean, somebody like we're currently short staffed. Like we have somebody out on medical leave and then we have three open positions and everything like that. So I've been chipping in a bit more stuff. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. Like this system exists in my company. I have no idea. And I actually love that. I love the fact that my company has grown so much that I don't, I haven't had to know how to do certain things in it because other people have developed them and created them. And I didn't have to be a part of that. And that's cool to me. And I think that's like, 
to go back to kind of like your first hires, like very much so in like my mindset, I can get it like in your first hires, the resistance of it. But I think it is like understanding like what it affords you. And if it truly, everything you're going to learn from, even if it truly bombs that first hire, you learn so much from that first hire on like what not to do next time. Because you're going to keep hiring people. Kind of once you've started the motion of hiring, you start to see what it will give you. And that's so awesome. And I just wish more people would dive in sooner. And I get why they don't. But I think it's like you will unlock so many layers in your business because like other people will bring their lived experiences. And especially when you start getting into like people that have like that you're not building up, but like with strategy hires, like that's fun because they give you this whole world and lived experiences that you've never even had before and everything like that. Like I know like having our fractional director of marketing come in and everything like that, like she's helped grow and build a very similar sized business in a completely different way. And getting that knowledge you know, we pay her to do, but it's like, I got to get to experience a whole different business and it coming in different thoughts and different strategies. Like I very much have been saying, like, I've capped out on my learning a little bit. Like, this is it. Like, I would say like, I kind of hit the ceiling, but it's very gratifying and freeing to know that I've hit the ceiling, but I do know that I can bring in other strategic people that can get it to the next level. Like, I don't need to be the expert in everything. And that's like, I was talking to her director of operations and she was like, how can I lead somebody? And I'm not an expert in that area. And I've been reflecting on that conversation a lot because I think so many people feel like they have to know how to do everything to be able to manage somebody. And I think think that is such a disservice because that means that you're always going to need to be two steps ahead of somebody, which means that's plateauing your, it's slowing your growth so much versus trusting somebody and just being like, these are like more like higher paid salary positions and everything like that. Like this is kind of like the two prongs and everything like that is like you can get somebody at a much um, more reasonable rate because you're investing in that person, but your timeline is going to be so much longer because you're growing that person and everything like that, you know, it will get you to a certain point, but there's going to be a certain point when you want to kind of accelerate that growth process. And that's when you're going to have to bring in that strategic person that you're going to just be like, I trust you. Like I paid you, I brought you in here to do this because I don't know how to do this and you go and do it. And then you just look at the results at the end of the day. But see, that is learning. So like you haven't, yeah. you haven't almost topped out in learning. You're just, you've moved to another level of learning where you're learning to put people in the right yes. places and identify, identify good work. So it's like you're curating, you're curating within your company positions that can grow. And I think that's something that I eventually look forward to within my company is like doing the reps and getting strong and basically trying to figure out a way where, where I can invest in people, but I first have to get past, I first have to get past this thing like I'm stealing people's time from them when they work from me. So sometimes what I feel like one of the biggest worries I have is that the work I'm having the people do, I'm basically stealing their time, not stealing their time because they're being compensated for it. But I feel like, yeah, again, this goes back to the investment. Like what also can you provide this person besides just a job, uh -huh. right? What value are you bringing to their lives by having them be part of the company? And I think that's something that's not thought about enough, right? It's something I haven't thought about enough is like conceptualizing it in a way that like this is actually adding value to somebody else's life because I feel like I'm not just stealing their time. 
You know what I mean by that? To be quite honest, like when you said that, I like I do try to do that for the people at my company and everything like that. But that like framework seems like an immense amount of weight and pressure. It is. I think that's where I'm like that because I, I, I don't like it. I don't because I worry that because I, <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to waste anybody's time. Basically, that's always how I feel is like I worry that if I was to hire somebody and if it didn't go well, I would have wasted their time for a year. And it's like such a bad framework to, oh, to I work hate in. It, Andrew, I, I want to throw it away. That's a, like, no, like, I mean, and that's on them to figure out. Like, yeah, I would throw that away. Even my, I guess I would say this is like, it was interesting when I was a student teaching, I had a not, I had a really great student teaching experience and I had a not so great student teaching experience. And I would say somebody was like, you will learn as much from the bad ones as you learn from the good ones. And in the first phase, I was like, no, I only learned from the good ones. Like I didn't learn anything from the bad one, but I've reflected on what in time made this bad and or like the understanding of it and everything like that as I've gotten older. Um, So I can see why somebody would say a statement like that, you know, and I can see from like other experiences of working at other people's businesses and everything like that. They've all given me back value and time from my reflection and everything like that. So I don't I would throw that away. And that's also for oh, yeah. them to create and everything like that. For sure. And so I think that's where my brain goes is like, I know, like, I've never listen, throw that away. Right. Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that, that is something that I, that I've gotten passed in a way, like for in mentally being like, that's not, that doesn't make sense yeah. because really you should be trying to build the people up that work with you and work for you to show like how their time, like how this matters, how what they're doing matters, how what we're all doing matters. Even if it's like, it's like we're not doing heart surgery, but what we're doing is like, this can be fun. This can matter. Like this can be like, you should enjoy the work that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Right. And like trying to uplift people within their jobs, within, in your company and versus like being afraid because here's the other thing I think about is like, if I don't hire anybody Mm -hmm. and if I just sit here going like, I really should, I really should. No one's ever going to have the opportunity to grow within my company. Nobody's ever going to have the opportunity. I'm not yeah. going to have the opportunity to grow as a person. Yeah. And none of those people are even going to have the opportunity to even feel like their time is being stolen if that is what ends up happening, right? So why get stuck on that stupid idea if it's never going to create anything at all? I think we oftentimes get stuck in those some of those bad frameworks. And that's like what stops you from jumping off the dock. Yeah. It's like worrying that you're going to waste somebody's time by hiring them because you may not be ready to hire them, but really you should you should just t- have the courage to do it and basically learn from it. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day the result will be it will be positive regardless. And you can talk to that person about that. Yeah. I'm just like reflecting in my head. I'm like how can you um I'm getting lost in my head a little bit because I'm just trying to think of like how important it is to identify when you're in that mindset and try to flip it as quickly because it's like not a serving mindset and everything like that. And I don't know. I think what I'm getting hung up on is you can get there on your own, like to flip the framework. But it's really hard because like that shadow self is like there trying to keep you safe and like, you know, talking you out of it and everything like that. And so it's like, I don't, I think the best thing to do when you're in that framework is like. Ask if it's true. Is this true? Is this a story you're telling yourself? Yeah. And like reach out to a friend or like somebody that you like trust. Like, I think that's like, like for me, like when 
I know you're that for me is like when I'm like kind of like, oh man, I'm like taught like this isn't working for me or something like that. You always kind of come in right. as like my Yoda friend and you're just <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and I like that a lot. And I think it's like in finding those people like, and I also like my, my Voxer friend group and everything like that, you know, that trust in people to kind of be like, I'm open and I'm vulnerable and I'm just kind of like throwing this around because I think that keeping it to yourself is to the, the worst of the detriment to it, you know? I think that's something I struggle with, though. I feel like I I can give such good advice to other people. Yeah. And it, it's like, I know it's sound advice because when they come back and they said, I took that thing that you said and it like it really worked out in what I did. But I sometimes have the hardest time giving myself good advice or being like, get out of your head and like do it, you know, and, and then I feel like I'd be a burden if I was to ask somebody else for that same advice. I want your text. I want you, to, want you to text me. hundred <laughs> percent. And see, this is, this is the, that's the dumb part is like, again, it's like, I feel like I can give out good advice, but sometimes I don't even take my own advice. And I'm like, take your advice. Well, it's interesting because I've been trying to work more on my, um, like stopping to talk myself out of it and work more on my inclinations is like, it was... A week ago, I very much so wanted to text you or talk to you or something like that. And I, I talked to myself. I was on a walk and I was like, I really want to talk to Andrew. And I talked myself out of it. And then you were like, well, just text me. And I'll, if I'm busy, I just like will keep on doing it. And then I was like, huh, all right, fine. And so then, yeah, I thought it was interesting. So last night I was like, oh, I could really like I texted you earlier. And then I was like, I could really use Andrew. And then I was like, yeah, I'm just going to text him. Like, I'm just like, I'm just kind of like letting go of the shit now. And I'm just like, I'm just kind of going to will myself in my full self version into the universe. And people can kind of take it as I'm not going to beat myself up on my headspace of all this time of like, should I text Andrew? Should I not text Andrew? Like, you know, like oh, that's like, yeah, it's just stupid. That's such a waste. of. So again, that's that waste of time that I was talking about. It's like running into the edge of the dock, but not jumping in. It's like, yeah. again, it's like, I'm like, oh yeah, I should put out a job posting. I should like create this job. I should reach out to somebody about maybe filling this job. And I'm like, I get right up to the edge where I even write down like the job description, but like, have I pub have I posted the job description yet? No, like, of course not. Because I got right up to the edge of the dock, which didn't jump in. And it's like, we do that to ourselves so often because we talk ourselves out of yeah. it, but we have to be able to find it. At least I know I have to find a way to get past that, to have that conversation, like the conversation I have with myself, the advice I give other people, I need to figure out how to turn around and say, Andrew, just do the thing that you know you should do. And again, it comes back to Stephen, Press Stephen Pressfield's resistance, yeah. that shadow self or that resistance that like having to push past that, like you should know every time you get that feeling that if you push just a little harder and you get past it, is it? the other side's going to be so much better. Oh, it's so much better. For I don't beat myself up now. I'm just texting you willy-nilly. No, right. Now. Even working out, I'm like, just do it. Just get on the bike yes. and, and ride. You have 15 minutes ahead of you. I know. I um, I was eight minutes late to my workout this morning, and I just, but in the workout, I was like, God, I fucking am so glad I'm here. And I'm just like, you know, doing the things and stuff like that. And um, I think... It's always going to be hard, but I think it's recognizing that how good it's going to be on the other side is so much better. That's, I think, where I'm like, just <laughs> just do it. Just do the Nike slogan. Just do it. It's just so much better. On Actually, the, this, yeah. it's funny you say just do it because in coaching, in our group coaching session, it seemed like the thing was always this resistance that we talked about. And yeah. then I always kept saying, like, just fucking do it. Yeah. Like, that was the, that was like my mantra was like, just fucking do it. I mean, I think it is like a little bit more like if you just fucking do it. So it's interesting. We currently are in like EOS company. So we have these big like rock sessions and everything like that. And I 
bit off a monster rock for this company. And people's heads just fucking exploded when I willed it into the universe. But now it's been interesting that we're on the other side of it. And I think like people are really like, okay. It can be done. It can be done, but it also is very results driven. Yeah. Because... And this is where and I'm just kind of like putting the dots together of this right now. I think it's Seth Godin. If not, well, whatever. Do it fucking wherever. We'll make it's it fine. better. I don't really care. But how did he say it? But it was like, it's not results is the name of the game. Like he was like, at the end of the day, it's results that only matter, not effort. And hear me out on it. Because at first people are like, it feels like vomit in your mouth a little bit. Like when you say it, you know, when you're like, my effort, like, oh, like, but I've been thinking about it a lot more. And I'm like, because when I saw it, I was like, it is true. Because then I've said to people a little bit, like, you know, you understanding and doing the knowledge part is super important. So I'm not going to discount your effort, but it's the result at the end of the day that really is like that resistance thing that gets you to that next level, you know, and like says that you can do this and you're on to the next phase and everything like that. And you will kind of do it and everything like that. But it's like your effort is like you research the job descriptions, like you kind of dialed in what you need and everything like that. But it's the result of publishing it and hiring that person. That's truly the the thing. If you came to me and you're like, I've researched exactly, Larissa, like who we need to hire for this company and everything like that. And then we just ended that conversation and it never did anything. Like that's all the effort. That's wasted time. That's stolen time. It's wasted and it's stolen. And that's what I mean is like when I've been really thinking about it because people are like, they want this like, but I put in the effort, but it's the result that is truly like the conclusion at the end, you know? So if you did all of the research on what you needed to do, but you never did the thing, it's the result that matters, not the effort. Right. I, I guess that's the thing is a, it's You like, have to do both, but if you only do the effort and never the result, it's a cheat and it sucks and it's crappy. And that's why I'm doubling down on this statement because it is so true. And I'm seeing it and I'm seeing it playing out and I'm like, really like, so I want you to have that vomit in your mouth a little bit because that tells you you're onto something a little bit like that when you're like, oh, but my effort. No, you want the fucking effort and you want the result at the end. Right. It's like done is better than perfect. Just what? get it done. Just get it done. And it doesn't need, because perfect is never the thing. And that's where, that's, I think what it is. It's like when you are just like constantly like, but my effort and I need to get it like this or whatever. I'm like, no, that's a story you're telling yourself, you know? Right. Like, and just. it's like, yeah, because perfection, like uh, Brene Brown said in an interview I listened to recently, she's like, perfection is one of the worst procrastination tools. Oh, it's just the fucking worst. And so it's been interesting on this massive rock is like we've had so many interesting unlocks so now there are no company meetings until 10 30 here nice like so in the beginning it's all productivity everybody is on a fucking morning focus block like you know you are hitting your rock i was like i said in the state of the company i was like i want everybody focused on the rocks in the beginning of the day because yeah. that's when you're most dialed in and you're focused and everything like that and i showed them this like crazy youtube video where it's like start your day with your rocks get to your rice and then like this is the youtube video oh, yeah. and then like you know end the day with sand or whatever like that because right. your sand is your emails and you're all this stuff and it's like everybody starts their day with their fucking emails and everything 
everything like that. And it's like, no. And so like, I've been starting my days with like product development and I've willed, I mean, everybody's like, oh my God, this is happening and this is happening. And I've been like, yeah, because I'm choosing. And then because you tell yourself it's so hard. So it's not hard. Just do it. Like, it's not hard. So start your day with this story of like, what you're telling yourself is the hardest thing. Guess what? You're going to get it fucking done in one to two hours every single day. And then you don't have to fucking think about it anymore and everything like that. So if you just commit to being like, this is the time I do the hard shit. The story I've told myself is the hard shit. And then I'm going to do these other things. But yeah, like pretty much. So let's let's upgrade the top three from the podcast about the top three, choosing your top three for the day. Yeah. Let's upgrade it and put it in this framework of starting with your rock, moving down to your pebbles and then down to your sand. Yep. Can you give me a real real world example of that? Yeah. So what I've been doing is like my main things that how I drive the company forward and everything is my product development. You know, like all of my product is an extension of me. And so, yeah, I mean, I willed into the universe. Like my company has been asking for like these types of earrings that we don't really know how to produce or whatever. They're like called like they don't have ear nuts on the back. Like they're quote unquote nap earrings and stuff like that. And so um, I just started researching manufacturers and just kind of started asking people like I just haven't been Sending out, So it's interesting because I get in my emails yeah. to do this work. And that's where I've had to have like very like dedication. Mm-hmm. And also in this time period, I've like onboarded this VA that we talked about. So by doing all of this shit, like I'm really kind of getting that like by doing these rocks, but it is like, so I'll get in there. I kind of send out the emails and everything like that. And then I just kind of go back. Like I just right. close the emails and I say on Slack, like I just close the Slack. And like, it was actually funny. It was Tim Ferriss. It was like, you know what the biggest productivity hack is? Put your phone in airplane mode. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so funny. It's like, we're like, I'm going to download this app and I'm going to do these things and everything like that. And he was like, just put your phone in airplane mode. But I then I was like, also turn off the Wi-Fi because you can put your phone in airplane mode, but it like in the modern era is like it defaults to Wi-Fi mode. So also turn off your Wi-Fi. Part of me wants a, an iPod again where I could just like have Spotify on where I could just like, this is just the device I listen to things on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and you can do these things, but yeah, so I'll start my day with that and then I'll morph into then. So midday we are having meetings. So it yep. kind of depends on where I am. So midday it might be meetings. And those are kind of your pebbles then, right? They are. And or uh, content development because I do need, and actually I'll end my days with content development too because I've started like um, a place I really like to edit my content is at the end of the dock on my lake. And so it's actually okay. So sometimes I won't even do the emails or anything Mm -hmm. like that. But that's kind of how I've noticed though that I've been really trying to redesign. I'm like, okay, I've been telling people, I'm like, uh, in the meeting, I've told, I told you, like, I was like, I gave you a really shitty, like, me in a meeting. Like, any meetings past about, like, 2.33, you're not getting the best version of me. And so that's where I'm, like, pretty much, like, meetings for me. I'm, I really have come to this conclusion, like, within the past 48 hours. But I'm going to go back and look at my calendar. And pretty much if a meeting that somebody needs with me is not between 11 and 3, yep. I'm going to be like, I can't have this meeting. Like, you're just... It's a disservice to you and it's a disservice to me. Because your brain is already at like in an hour and a half, I'm leaving to do this next thing. I'm moving on to like the rest of my life. I just am not like I gave my rocks the best version of me. Yeah. You know, which is truly mission critical. I guess that's why you you start the day with your rock. I start the day with my rock. And that's where I'm saying like the pebble needs to be within this time because I was like, you know, I was like, oh, maybe like we just end the day with meetings, you know, but I very much so noticed like my brain is on fatigue and everything like Mm -hmm. that. So I actually think at the end of the day, it's almost like I need to do something that kind of like content editing actually 
feed, I really enjoy it. So like, or reading or whatever. So it's like, I think you kind of need to do this like full cycle. Like I poured out of my cup the entire day and now I need to kind of end my day by like giving back to it right. a little bit. I fucking hate the cup analogy, but it works time and time and time. And it again. does work. I mean, it's, it's like yeah. uh, an analogy that's older than time itself. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's like start with your full glass and just like like I'm probably even going to tell my coach like I need you to we need to do this in the middle of the day like I mean mm-hmm. just like because you're taking 8 30 and 9 30 like that is an unlocked time for me so basically you started your day with your rocks and yeah. it's almost like in a way back to our results versus effort conversation yeah. the rock itself is the result the effort then becomes your middle of the day so yeah. effort is like is the pebble yeah so, and rocks it's like, is like yes it's that 100%. rocks is the result rocks is the results and I want you to put all of your time and energy on on that and then the pebbles so the pebble part of your day is basically you're cultivating effort is and then it? the sand which is the end of the day is kind of like the stuff that's like left in the trail yeah and it's like and it's like emails and all of this and it's like does it kind of get you set up for tomorrow then yeah i've been I've actually been trying to get myself out of my computer i've been kind of putting my like to-do list back in my notebook and everything and i've just been like we built all these like systems and everything and a little bit now we're kind of deleting some of our systems and everything like that and we've just been kind of saying like whatever gets your the work done do it right you trim know? the fat get, get rid of that stuff that's like not doing anything yeah and i mean because i was like man this like I love our Airtable base, but also there's parts of it where I was like, people were assigning me to stuff and I was like, I'm already going to do it. Now you've doubled down on it because you've assigned me a task to do it and then I have to do it and then I have to go mark it as done. Like I'm o- I'm going to always get payroll approved, you know? Right. And I, actually, that's something I noticed with Airtable. I was like, I think it's taking me more time to actually add this task to the list versus just like putting oh. a task on a piece of paper and just being like, make sure you think about that. In our meetings, I very much so I'm saying in our meetings right now, I'm like, instead of writing the task, like if it's like email a person or send this like, just do it in the meeting right now. So, because I don't want to add this deliverable for you. Like, I just want you to do it right now. It's almost like Airtable is really only for managing rocks and pebbles. It should be. And I think that's where um, we're kind of realizing it. And we've had the conversation like we've built a beast now and we need to like bring it down, dial it back a little bit yeah. like that. Because you also it's like when you have too many deliverables, you just get like fatigue and everything like that. And you're like, oh, my God, you know, so it is it's like dialing in like and there's some days where it's like I don't because the cool thing. When you focus your day on doing the biggest things in the beginning and the resistance. Yeah. When you do it so consistently, and um, by consistently, I mean by like, I've done it now for three weeks. It's like, they're all in motion now. Right. And they're just happening. And so like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I actually only have like a pebble day, you know, because like, right. there's not, I've done all of the hard stuff now. Like, instead of like holding it up until the end, and now I'm just kind of making sure that they're like coming through to the finish line because I want results. Right. And I think that's, I think starting your day with those hard things is probably the best because you have the most energy, you have the most motivation. It's like when I walked in today, I was like, you're getting 110% Andrew right now. Yeah. Like I am pumped and oh, ready to rock and roll. I was so excited. I know. And then I was like, I was like, I need to give, Andrew is giving me 110%. And I was like, you know what? I'm putting on Slack. I'm in the podcast day. I'm giving the podcast like, cause I love this day so much. And I was like, yeah. And all of the other things, like this is my rock for the day. Like I'm giving it my all and everything right. like that. And the sand and the pebbles will be there, you know? So right. yeah, totally. I love that. Yeah. So sand, pebbles, rocks.
Yeah, we'll link at some point. I actually, this is great. This is going to give me the effort that I need because like the videos out there on this concept. So it actually became like some teacher started it and it's like there's YouTube videos out there and the audio is terrible and they're really boring. They're also too long. And so this would be good effort for me as like I'll probably then just remake this content and then I'll put it on our social media and our YouTube channel that I'm going to start. Totally. That's my new rock is I really need to edit the rectangle pizza episode for like the pizza part and then start the YouTube channel and get that going and everything like that because that's a good rock. So really, That's a rock. Right. I've had that resistance. So I'm committing to it right now. I love that. So yeah. I feel like this entire episode, we basically talked about like good frameworks, bad frameworks, and like how to work through some of these things with frameworks, basically. The whole, your whole entire life is, if you can actually like, it's so weird, but yes, your whole entire life is frameworks. But and if you can, it's like sentence stems. Like this was the thing we had it's in story, teaching. Yeah. yeah. Is like, you know, if you can find things that help you process something in a much quicker, faster way. And those are frameworks, then use them. Yeah. I wish I had more frameworks as a kid because, wow. I know. And uh, using analogies is really important. Like today, the talking about like getting to the edge of the dock and jumping in. Like yeah. that identifying that getting to the edge of a dock, like we've all been there. We all feel it. That's that feeling. That's the feeling you're talking about is like getting yeah. to the edge of the dock. And right before you jump in, that's that feeling of resistance that we all feel for so many other areas of our life. I just love jumping in now. I'm just right. like, jump in. Jump in. Yeah. Because it feels so good on the other side. Right. All right. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you just look at me. You're like, okay, I guess load no, ending this thing. That is, no, I felt like it was too. I was like, we both had that moment where we felt like it. Oh, that's uh, funny. I'm trying to remember. I, I feel like I need a piece of paper where I got I literally it. like, if you found this episode valuable, give us a like, a share. Um, <laughs> share this with three friends. That'd be great. Check us out on Instagram. Look out, look for the new YouTube that's coming up. Yeah. On our rock in the next few months. and Weeks. Weeks. Okay, we're doing weeks. Yeah. Pretty much the only way for this podcast to grow and for us to keep on doing something that we find immense joy in is for you to all share it with your friends. That's just all we want is I've got a KPI, a key performance indicator about pretty much just like how many people listen to it. I would like it to grow a little bit more. It's good, but I would like just a little bit more growth. So yeah, if you find any of our episodes valuable, please share it with a friend. Tell a friend. We are so grateful for all of you that listen every week. Um, We think you're amazing and we yeah that's it that's all i got we just think you're amazing so yeah and that's it i have no more me neither yep that's it this is the end of the episode truly (laughs) bye bye